a powerful teaching today on taking our authority in Jesus and to our precious Lord, wonderful Savior Jesus. Be all the glory and the honor. Thank you for being with me today. And again, thank you for being my wonderful family. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you. With all my heart, I say thank you, Lord, for your wonderful, wonderful, rich, life-changing word. Bless your people, Lord, mightily. And God's people said amen and amen. I want to talk about this very important truth. How do we take our authority? And what does it mean when the Lord says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail? What it's talking about, an army that's marching, not an army that is defensive, an army that is offensive. Because when you think about the words, and the gates of hell will not prevail, meaning the church is moving forward, not defending themselves. So it's important we we understand the balance. Because some people have gone too far, and all they do is rebuke devils, and it doesn't work. So let's see what the Bible says, okay? Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But then he said an amazing thing. He said, notwithstanding in this, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, when you put those two verses together, there's balance. It means relationship. A lot of people today who like to to rebuke the devil have no relationship with God whatsoever. They're not walking with God as they should. But Jesus said, don't rejoice by the fact you have power. Rejoice. Your names are written in heaven. Relationship with God. You're accepted. You're walking with God that your names are written in heaven. Okay. So, the authority is ours. But when does it work? My mom and my dad were not walking with God back in the 70s. I was in prayer one day, and the Lord was really in the room with me in a very powerful way. And the Lord says, now I had prayed for them for three years. And I just heard the Lord say, take your authority, Benny. And I had never heard that before. No one had even taught on it in those days. I don't even remember our pastor teaching it. I don't even remember that. I'm sure he did. I just don't remember. But the Lord said, take your authority. And it, it, it wasn't anything where I was screaming at the devil and shouting. I just put, I pointed my finger at the, at the floor. I said, now, Satan, let them go. That's all I said. That's all I said. And then I heard the Lord say, go down and destroy the hubbly-bubbly in the fireplace. Now, what a hubbly-bubbly is or was, is it's a bottle that in our culture they put tobacco on top and water in it and they smoke it. And my daddy happened to have a hubbly-bubbly bottle, empty bottle, like a decoration thing in the fireplace. We, we didn't have fire in the fireplace. It was just a bottle in there and little else. Dear Jerry is here listening. So anyways, and in it, I, didn't, I had not even seen it before. I saw these, 
And I'm sure I paid attention to the little rocks on the bottom. He, he put some rocks down there with colors on them. And then there was this little red book in there that I did not notice before. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if I destroy this, my father will kill me because I was afraid of my dad. But I, I obeyed the Lord and I broke the bottle and threw everything in the garbage. Here's something that happened, people. To this day, I can still hear it. I took that little book and threw it in the fire. That was about this big. That's it. I threw it in the fire. I threw everything in the garbage. I took that book, threw it in the fire, which was actually uh, on one of the sides was, was, was actually burning. It was actually cold winter. And my dad had put the fireplace on. Anyway, it and I heard screams. But the but the book at first would not burn. It just would not burn. Till I said, and then I realized this is supernatural. I said in Jesus' name, and when I said that, the screams came out of the book. It was the next day my mom and my dad were saved. The next day like that. And I saw the authority that God had given all of us work. We all have it. The problem is a lot of people are not walking with the Lord in the way they should walk so the authority doesn't work. Catherine Kuhlman one, one time in one of her meetings, uh, I'll never forget this, I was there. A lady come, comes up who was demon-possessed. You could see it on her face. And Catherine just very gently said, come out of her in Jesus' name. And the woman went, Zhoo! fell on the floor. Just like, didn't fall backwards, she just crumbled. And then they picked her up. Her face was beaming like joy. You saw the difference. She, she came up and she was like, really demonic face, very, a lot of anger. When Catherine said, come out, this woman then came up when they picked her up her face beaming with joy tears flooding her face and Catherine looks at the crowd and says that's the way Jesus did it what a moment I will never forget this yet I remember people in church in those days rebuking demons and nothing happened and it's sad. You you also see today. Today that they don't even rebuke them anymore because they're, 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 some people don't, don't even believe that they should do that. But Jesus said to us, "I give you power over all the power of the enemy." Now let's go to Ephesians, and I'm talking to someone. I'm sure I'm talking to someone that really needs this because you may be facing a situation in your own life. And the Lord sometimes just wants us to take our authority. And that's why I feel I have to talk about this. Ephesians 1.17, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus, Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So that's key here. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he poured into them his power and presence. His inheritance is in you, in you. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us, towards us. Meaning, 
he's giving it to us, who believe according to the power that works in you and I, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now watch these words. Had set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities, power, might, dominion, every name that's named, not only in this world, but that which is to come, and hath put him also, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be what? The head of the church. Meaning the church partakes in that authority. He's the head, we are the body. So being that Jesus is the head, he's above all principalities, all power, all might, all dominion, we are his church. Therefore, we have authority also because it says we are his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. And in Philippians 2, and I'm sure you've read that, but it's good to see these amazing scriptures that give us some amazing promises. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given, given him a name, which is above everything, at the name of Jesus, which means someone has, has to speak it. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. So, by the mention of his name, there's power. What it says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of things in heaven, in earth, under the earth, and every tongue will confess his Lord. That's going to happen one day when every knee will bow, when God will declare his name to every creature, and every knee will bow, even his enemies will bow, because there's power in his name. Now think about this. If every knee will bow one day, and every knee bows now, when we say in Jesus' name. And the Lord gave us that authority because in Matthew 16, look, look, some of you may have thought about this. And maybe you thought, ah, oh, I don't think I have that authority. Yes, you do. I'm here to remind you, you do. I was on, I was on a bus one time in Jerusalem. I was speaking at a conference. I remember John Arnott being with me, and we had a, a, a group of people. And I felt opposition by the enemy. You know, when you're in that part of the world, you sometimes feel opposition because of the different religious groups. And I said to John, I said, you, you go on. I'm going to stay on the bus. I waited till everyone left the bus. And I said, Satan, I break your hold on this meeting. And I felt something break in the, on the bus. This has happened to me more than once. When I went to India, I was in Mumbai, India, and I felt opposition come, demonic opposition. I felt it strong. I, I immediately turned and I called Pam Wyant, my secretary. My wife, Suzanne, was there. And a dear lady from India, I said, ladies, stand behind me. It was like, I don't know, half a million people or more in front of me that night. I said, stand behind me. And I told them, I said, I will take the authority. You pray for me. And they, they, they did it. Suzanne, Pam, and this dear lady, I can't think of, of her name, who has, had a ministry in India. And I felt tremendous strength when they began praying. I felt like real strength behind me. 
And I said publicly, in the name of Jesus. And, and the second I, I said it, you felt something go loose, break in the whole audience with millions out there, half a million, I should say, or more. But I'm going to tell you, saints, I've seen this happen in my life. We have that authority. We should just step in and take it. So the Lord says to Peter, he says in verse uh, uh, 17 through 19 of Matthew 16, Blessed are you, Simon, bar Yonah, or the son of Yonah, Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that your Peter upon this rock, or confession, because he just said you're the Christ, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And I'll explain that in just a second. And I will give unto you the key, the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you ban on earth will be, will be banned in heaven. Whatever you lose on, on earth will be loosed in heaven. He repeats that to us and gives that to us to us in Matthew 18, 18. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What, whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in, in heaven. Now spoken to the church. But that also happens in agreement in a very, very powerful way. Because he said, if two of you will agree now, you'll do it. God will do it. So sometimes agreement really helps when we take authority. So... I, I, I sense there's a lady watching me that's been fighting devil. It's time you stop fighting and start commanding. It's time you stop fighting and start giving orders in the spirit. You have that power. You are wearing a red dress. Your name is Linda. Oh my Lord, I can't believe it. Hayes. The Lord just gave me first and last name. I wasn't expecting that. There's a Linda Hayes watching me. You spell your last name H-A-Y-E-S. And you are wearing a reddish outfit. And you have been fighting devils. It's time to stop fighting and start commanding. Whoa, I wasn't expecting that one. I really wasn't expecting that one. Did you feel that? I felt something when I said that. Wow, I'm just talking to Chad here. Jesus, I give you praise. Wow. So we are not fighting a war of containment. Like This is not a spiritual Vietnam. This is not a spiritual Vietnam. We are to be aggressive with this spiritual war. We have to be aggressive. We're not just standing in the gate, snatching people coming along, you know, or doing something at the, at, the, at the gate. No, no. When the Lord says the gates of hell will not prevail, he was speaking about the church moving on offensively, crushing all resistance, basically. So the authority of hell will not stop the church. That's what it means by the gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not stop the church. The gates of hell are the powers of hell. So he said, Ah, dear goodness, man, I'm loving this. The gates of hell is the powers of hell will not stop the church. The problem is the church has got to start moving. You know what is really shocking to me? that there are Catholic priests 
more Catholic priests are casting devils out of people today than, than Pentecostal preachers. Now, that's a shock. The Catholic Church, within the Catholic Church, they cast out, they cast out devils. It's happening more in the Catholic Church than it's happening among Pentecostals. Because they believe it. I think it's time we really start believing the Bible. Thank God for those Catholic people who I know are filled with, there, there's millions of charismatic Catholics, millions of them, who really take the word of God as it says. Why can't we, why can't we believe that? I remember years ago when I was in, at our home in Canada, and uh, one of the monks that taught me when I was a kid was visiting Canada. When he, he was one of our monks in Israel at the school. I, I don't think I ever told you that story. He came to say hello to us when we moved to Canada, and he spoke fluent English, by the way. I didn't even know it when, when I was a kid. So I just got saved, and I was telling the monk about my salvation experience and how I go to a church. I was at that time going to Maxwell White's, how Maxwell White was, you know, would cast out demons every Sunday night after church in the basement. He says, so do we. He said, I cast out demons all the time. And it was the first time I ever heard a Catholic monk telling me that. So I thought, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> you believe in that? He said, of course we do. So now, you know, there's so much happening in that, in the, in the church, Catholic and Pentecostal and so on, that is precious to watch. That amazing revival that has begun to take place in those universities and colleges is, I think, the beginning of a great thing for, for the country and the world. But I think there are people today listening to me that are waiting to, to hear the word that I'm giving and others probably are giving also the same word. Take your authority. It's time we all take our, and I'm talking to myself too. You know, what is, what is a triumph? You know, Paul talks about that we are triumphant, in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14, he says this, Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph. Triumph is not a victory. Triumph is the celebration of a victory. Hey. Huh? That's right. Victory is already won. Jesus won the victory. So when we triumph, we are triumphing, celebrating the victory of the cross. We celebrate the victory. So when you take your authority, you're celebrating the victory of Calvary. Because Jesus won the victory already. And Colossus, Lord, I thank you for this. I, I'm just about to break in tongues here. I love it so much. I had a great time praying today, by the way. I had a great time praying. This is why I'm all stirred up already. Colossians 2 and verse 15, it says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing. Why was he triumphing? Because the victory had been won on the cross already. So when Jesus went into the underworld, he was celebrating the victory of the cross. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So Satan has been unarmed. So what are we waiting for? He has no armor. He has no armor. And, 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 and the Lord said that. 
So, but, and I'll show it to you in Matthew. So what, what is happening is we have to enforce the victory. When we take our authority, we're enforcing the victory of Calvary because Jesus already took the armor of the devil away from him. Look, look at Matthew 12 for a second. Look at Matthew 12, 28. And I want to show you the difference between Matthew and Luke because Luke gives us a little more info. Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom has come to you. Or else, or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he'll spoil his house. He does not with me, is against me, that, that gathers with, uh, not with me, scatters. So what is the Lord saying is, I've already taken away his armor. I've entered into the house. I've spoiled the goods of the devil. But look what Luke 11 says. In Luke 11, we have an additional beautiful portion here, beginning at verse 20. Same scripture. If I with the finger of God cast out demons, no doubt the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man armed keeps his palace, his goods are in peace. When a stronger, meaning Jesus, who's the stronger, shall come upon him and overcome him, which he did at Calvary, he takes from him all his armor wherein he, he trusts and divides, divides, I suppose, meaning he divides it by giving it to church. He divides the spoil. Don't you remember what it says in Isaiah 53? how he divides the spoil. Uh-huh. Let's, let's go back and see it. Isaiah 53, and let's look at verse 10 through 12. It pleased the Lord, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he'll, he'll prolong his day. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Meaning he gives his authority to the church. You and I have that authority already. It's time we use it. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the work of the evil one, right? That's in 1 John 3, 8. So if you look at the, at the Old Covenant, it gives us an amazing insight in Joshua 8, 18 and Joshua 8, 26. So God already gave him the promise. He said, go possess. I have given you the land Go take your authority. Jesus already has given us the land. We already have it. So we need to really step in and take our authority. It's in the Bible. So I think it's time we really take it seriously and say, Lord, it's mine. And the Lord said to Joshua, stretch the spear that's in your hand. For I will give it, the city, into your hand. 
Joshua stretched out the spear he had in his hand toward the city. And in verse 26, it says, Joshua did not pull his hand back wherewith he stretched out the spear until he had destroyed the inhabitants. What was it? It was an act of faith. He was just holding a spear towards the city called Ai or Ai, but he didn't pull back till the victory came. You know, um, God does not approve of partial victory. Remember Elisha and the king of Israel when he said, shoot, and he didn't shoot as often, and Elisha got angry and said, why didn't you shoot more? You only shot three times. And, he, and he, he only won three victories against Syria. And the, and the prophet was angry with, with King Joash to say, why don't you shoot more? God is not pleased with partial victory. Get the job done. I want to pray with you right now. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to continue teaching on this tomorrow because I want to talk about what it means by the gates of hell. What are gates? shall not prevail. And how do we, what are our weapons, you know? What weapons do we use? What did I do? What did did, did I see Ms. Kuman do? What did I do on that bus in Jerusalem? What did I say to the enemy? There wasn't a long thing. I just took my place. See, the devil doesn't recognize your your name. He he, he, He doesn't recognize your name. He recognizes your office. Because you don't come in your name. We don't come say, in my name I come. We come in the office Jesus gave us. The name of Jesus is his office. The devil recognizes the office we have. So the office we have is the name of the Lord. When we say in Jesus' name, we're saying, in his office I stand, in his authority I come. Come on, let's believe. Father, we agree. Just like you said, Lord, in Matthew. Whatever we bind will be bound. Whatever we loose will be loosed. Now, Lord, give your people. Pour upon them your anointing. Let them stand in the victory they have celebrating it triumphantly as they take the authority you gave us, all of us, as they take the authority you gave them, every one of them. I give you the praise, the glory, the honor. Amen. Look, miracles in our crusade never happened till I took authority. I would stand there and say, in the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of affliction. And you could feel it in the atmosphere, numbing sometimes, so powerful. Because the Lord said to me years ago, take your authority. I remember when I was in, in, in Africa, uh, I was in Durban, and Bonke was preaching that night. I was in a conference. We were both speaking. That's the first time I met Rahad Bonke, 1980, I think it was 80 or 81. I was in Durban, South Africa. Thousands of people in that conference. And Bonke got up there and said, I command the spirit of blindness, come out. I command the devil of deafness, come out. And I never heard that before. 
And people were screaming all over the audience. Demons coming out left and right. And the people were running up on the platform. I just, I can see now, I can hear now. I'll never forget when he came against the spirit of cancer. It was quite powerful. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, will you allow me that? He said, it's yours. Why don't you do it? I'm sitting there watching all this. Because prior to that, I didn't do that. Prior to that, I only prayed for the sick, and I would worship, and then after the worship, I would just pray for the people. But if you've been to our crusades or ever watch our, our, our programs, I always took authority. It began with Bunky's meeting in Africa. And boy, the miracles just shh, in all of the meetings I've had over years and years all throughout the world. So I've been there. It's time you take it. It's time you really aggressively go in and take your authority. Okay, it's time to give to the Lord's work now. Hey, listen, I taught you the word today. The Bible says if you receive spiritual things, it's our duty to give our money to the Lord's work. So go ahead and sow your seed. God will bless you. Multiply the seed you sow and give it back to you. Multiply it as a mighty harvest. It will keep coming back, blessing you and your family for the rest of your lives. So it's time to give. To obey God is vital. Jesus said, give, and then it shall be given unto you. So you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can give by going to our website, benin.org, which is the simplest way. You can text BHM45777. Don't miss tomorrow. Really don't miss tomorrow because this teaching continues. It's for two days. I'm, 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 I'm focusing on take your authority. Here's how. So thank you for your love and support. I'll see you tomorrow and tell your friends and share this teaching with you.